This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier line of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Right, wherever you are in the world, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Welcome to the Bradford City vs Barnsley EFL Trophy pre-match chat and other stuff. Right, Owen, if you want to start us off, bud. Uh, John. John? Yeah, I can hear you, mate. Oh, uh, are you off to the game tomorrow? I am off to the game tomorrow, mate. Are you going? Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go down. And do you think we'll win, lose? What do you think? It's a tough one because we've both got nothing to play for. Yeah, so we're both on, currently both on six points at minute, goal difference of four. So basically, if we, we could get battered and still go up. Uh, well, that's the thing. We're already qualified, aren't we? And so are they. It's more for a battle of who finishes top but does it really matter no it don't matter it's a meaningless game but if we win we win we go top of top of the group and we'll probably get a team who's finished second in the other leagues or other divisions is that how it works then yeah so whoever finishes top I think so if Bradford finish top they'll end up playing somebody in I don't know they could play Stockport for example who finished second right um, are they all the last games tomorrow? Uh, yes. That wins out the draw and that for knockout. So Burton are playing Mansfield, Charlton, Sutton, MK, Dons, Northampton, Swindon, Exeter, Bradford, Barnsley, Colchester, Peterborough, Akron, Stanley, Norton Forest, Academy, Crew, Newcastle, Academy. Yep, quite a few games on tomorrow, bud. So, but are they like all the last games? Yes. You know? They play four games in the in the leagues. Um, it's three games. The actual draw. So is it it's almost like Diane Love? It's three games that we play each. Yeah, so everyone should play four games, shouldn't they? No, three, because there's only four teams in the court, in the in the league. I can't do any more yarmicus again. 
I know. Yeah, because you can borrow me abacus. Yeah, I need to borrow you abacus. I, I, can't, I can't read. All right. So, yeah, I need that. Yeah, you're right. My fault. <laughs> yeah, everyone plays three games. It's been one of them days yeah. today. That's it. Yeah. Well, I don't work, Johnny. No, I've been been doing, practicing me HGV today. Been what, sorry? LGV driving big wagons, been practicing that, been a long day. Oh, nice one, doing donuts tonight, car park. Yeah, donuts in car park. Right, I'm just going to remove you a minute, Owen. We're going to move on to other people. So, Diane and Stan, what's your thoughts on Bradford City versus Barnsley? I think we're going to win them tomorrow, definitely, because, like you say, we do want to get to the top at least. I think we'll get to. I think we'll beat them. And do you think it depends on the players? Do you think your number one player will play tomorrow, or do you reckon he'll be benched? I think he'll be benched. I think he'll be calling again. It's good, your banner. Who you were talking about? Yep, your number one player. My number one man. (laughs) What about you, Yeah, I think it'll depend on which side he puts out, and then what his criteria is going to be for that side. So. Is he going to kind of have like a, a mix of first teamers with some fringe players, or is he going to put more fringe players in to kind of get a, a view of, you know, basically get a look in games? Because, you know, as being said, training's one thing, but I think he's learned more in, in playing two games than he has in any training session. So, um, one thing, but I think he's learned more in, in playing two games than he has. So, so yeah, so it's kind of, um, I would say, I don't know, based based on, on, on sort of um, what team he puts out and, and the reason for that team. And have you... So, looking, looking at a couple of comments we've had in, we've had Steve pop in. I think he has to go with fringe players to see what they can do. And then Crypto Bantam... Anyone interested in throwing tennis balls when even if it's supposed to be he- happening, security are aware, so stick them down your front of your pants. <laughs> oh, God. It's going to be one of them days today, I can feel it. Yeah. So, moving on to... I know the game's meaningless tomorrow. Uh, we've obviously qualified. Diane, can you turn your telly down a bit for us, please, love? Sorry! I always turn it on. Right, that's better. It's on mute. Right, you'll be watching Home and Away again or something on Neighbours. No, one show. Oh, rubbish show, that. Rubbish show. Right, so we're going to move on to basically any other stuff at Bradford City. So, any anyone else want to speak apart from Owen about anything what's happening at Bradford City currently? Do you got any thoughts, Stan, on any other thing that's happened at Bradford City? I think it was uh, pretty much said last night on the um, space, wasn't it? Um, For those that uh, were on that um, or want to listen to that, I think, um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of, I mean, everyone's got a right to protest, but I... Um, I'm not so sure about throwing balls onto the pitch, but uh, yeah, um, I, I, <laughs> in a nutshell, no, because I think, like I say, I think it's it's kind of there was a very um, 
long space last night and um yeah pretty much was said uh, last night so apologies if that's kind of um i, I don't think there's any way that i'm too bothered about listening to my opinion on it but uh yeah miss kelly i know you've got loads to say on <laughs> you've been chomping at the bit i just think it's absolutely ridiculous uh, just throw it. I mean, are, are, are people just going to walk up to the game armed with full bags of tennis balls? Do you know, you know what I mean? Morrison's bags. For God's sake, I just think it's ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it's either one person's going to do it and get banned on multiple people. But what is it going to? What is it actually going to achieve? I don't think it's going to achieve anything. So, Chris, if you fancy speaking, have you got any thoughts on the game or the other city, Bradford City-related stuff? Are you there, Chris? John, eh? Can I just, yep. let, just let you know, one of my good friends, Graham Doherty, has, has joined. He's listening at the moment. Um, he's actually a Barnsley fan. Um, one of my good friends. So it'd be nice to get his take on, um, uh, you know, the game mm. about you know, being a Barnsley fan, just to see what. Shut up, Diane, I know Barnsley, what? And I know Barnsley have sort of been through um, a rough, a kind of a rough time lately too. Oh, one of them days today. We've got a couple of people who fancy being idiots. Uh, Steve, have you got any thoughts on anything what's happening at Bradford City currently? Uh, I'm going to do football stuff tonight, Johnny. Rather than uh, Bradford Independent fans, because I'm I've been speaking about that tons, and I'd like a night off of it. Um, but I wanted to see what everybody thought about um, what we'll do in this next transfer window, because I think it's probably one of the most critical transfer windows we've had in a many many year. Um, and you know, I, I think definitely we need we need another striker. I think that's kind of written. But I wonder what everybody else thought about um, about kind of what our needs are right now. I think Gilead's stepped up, Smallwood stepped up, but um, I wonder if we sh if he's going to kind of go down this winger route, um, and and whether we 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 look to acquire new wingers. I don't know. I, I just thought I'd see what everybody else thought because I, I I do think that this could be the last chance saloon for Stephen Gent because I don't think I think he's had two bad transfer windows in a row. And um, I think his first transfer window was solid, but um, I think I read uh, the other day somebody commented and said, oh, he ran out of stuff at Middlesbrough, so then he, he literally was in the shit after that. But I, I just wonder what everybody else thought. So I went on Radio Leeds earlier, and I said this, I know it's been brought up in spaces in the past, about, like, Harry Lewis, he could have a really bad game. And... He has got no competition to replace him. Same with Andy Cook. I know we've got injuries, but then Andy Cook could have a rubbish game and he still will get picked for the next game. I think that's a really fair point because I, I think that when you start to look at the positions that don't really have any competition to them, we've seen dip in performances. And I, I do think every player needs needs competition for the for the play. So why has it become a little bit complacent? I, you know, I think Harry Lewis has had 
a drop in confidence personally. I think that he was dealing with some of the shots he's had against him last year quite easily. And then this year he's had a couple of fumbles, a um, couple of kind of long distance shots that he's not been able to deal with. Um, I can't remember the game where it was like 30 yard uh, crack at goal free kick. Um, and he was, he was looking through it and he just couldn't, couldn't stop it. Didn't deal with it well. So I think that, you know, that's probably right about another keeper as well, or somebody that can kind of keep him on his toes and stuff. Yeah. So looking at the League Two table currently, uh, I know we've just moving on to it for a minute. Uh, how many goals have we conceded? Uh, goal difference. So goal difference with minus seven. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Goal, uh, goal difference of minus seven, and we've lost eight games. Did I read somewhere, Johnny, that we're about 10 points behind where we were at this point last season or something as well? Yeah, I saw that as well somewhere. I can't remember where I saw it. Um, so it just goes to show you that the start we've had has not been ideal and we've dropped points against lower-end teams as well. I think somebody said that we're the gift that keeps on giving, I read as well elsewhere we just don't seem to better cope very well against kind of teams who are struggling themselves at this point but I say that I think that's been like that for a little while yeah we need we need something don't we and it's like I don't know where it's coming from with the club I don't know if it's Ryan Sparks Roop the players the motivation it's something at the club in it and it's it's not have a good atmosphere at the club at the minute Johnny, if I can uh, jump in and, and kind of go back to um, Steve's points, I think that's a, I, I, and you know he's, he's kind of I think great that we're actually talking about um, the football in terms of what we think either needs to happen or what will happen. I think uh, you, you're right about the transfer window. I, I it all really does does depend on what ideas uh, he's got himself, Alexander. Um, whether he has particular players in mind and he'll take a, a view as to which players that we have currently that fit into his mould, his way of thinking or his kind of concept. Um, because it, it, it's all right saying we'll let these players go. I mean, it, but who's going to take some of these players? Who's going to take them on loan? Who's going to take, who's going to sign them as, as, as permanents? So you kind of have to think of that um, in the mix in terms of like how much you get rid of. I think um, somebody said on a space last night that Jake Young wants to come back and, and I mean that's good because you know whatever whatever has happened has happened between him and Mark Hughes and um, we'll probably never get to the bottom of it. However it was never between the fans and Jake Young. You know I think it's different with Owen Doyle because um the fans got on his back and I don't think he liked the club, whereas I don't think that's the case with Jake Young. So, and we do have a, a bloated squad. I think there are obvious, um, obvious people that probably wouldn't or shouldn't get a game in, in most people's opinion. Um, you know, the, the likes of Ash Taylor, um, you know, but we're kind of heavy in midfield. We've got, uh, Kev McDonald, we've got uh, like the centre mid, we've got Kev McDonald, we've got Pato, we've got um, obviously Gilly 
and um, Smallwood. And we've got Ryan East to come back. Now, is it a case of because he's he's got he's got like between now and, and January to kind of get an idea of who he wants to keep in, but also with the players coming back, there's that little conundrum of how long does he give those before he makes uh, has an opinion on those players. So it, it it's a tough one for, for Alexander because um unless I mean, you know, I, I, I'm, I'll admit, I don't know what his, his kind of style has been prior to this. You know, I know he was manager at um, Scunny when uh, we were in uh, League One challenging for the championship. So, you know, I, I would hope between now and the next two or three games, and, and that's why probably tomorrow is, is important that he kind of gets to see um, combinations um, in terms of like, hopefully he'll be able to assess very quickly a core of players that he thinks, right, okay, this is the core that I want. And it might be a case of, well, actually, we when we get the lone lads back in, we may be okay. Um, and the case of, like, if he can move anyone on that he would like to move on, you don't know where, at what point, um, Oliver's going to come back, fitness-wise. He's not going to come back in a, you know, very quickly. He's going to be, hope, you know, hopefully, for I mean, for his sake, introduced 10 minutes 15 minutes and build that up so that's going to be a slow process and and obviously it's been talked about hasn't it in terms of like um giving cookie and harry uh lewis a rest in terms of like just take, it, it's more a case of taking them out of the firing line and, and just you know i mean between now and then if if like say for example you know, we've got somebody like Kelly, Kieran Kelly, and and say Platt are back middle two of those. Um, then it's a case of like, well, it might be that the the defence might settle down. I don't feel well, we haven't really had a settled defence, have we? Um, apart from Brad and Rides, but in the in that middle two, and at the start of the season, the middle combination that basically made us one of the best defensive defences in, in the league last year. We were con- conceded, you know, one of the fewest amount of goals and that was down to all, all you know, the back four. Um, you know, uh, last season you had Stubbs, you had um, uh, Roms and you had uh, Platt and you had any of those, any combination of those three, like two out of those three did a good job for us as well as Harry. So, yeah, it, I, I, I think unless he kind of sees it in training and that gives him a good idea as well, that he's thinking, well, that player's not my sort of player, then he might start planning. But I, I think it'll be very much... Um, it might be that unless he's got a completely different philosophy to what we've done over the last year and a half, um, I would suspect that he probably needs to just find the actual combinations that we've got within this squad because, like I say, it's not again. It's not Championship Manager. It's not like you, you know you get a, a, like on a game and you get an email from such and such a chairman, and then you, you negotiate. These are people. These are people. These are players. We've they're employed by Bradford City. They're it's their job, and so they might not want to go. You know, so so it's it, it's a, it's a it's a big job, but it's also a big set of plates he's got to spin and it, it's going to be very interesting to actually see what it does. I, I I hope personally that 
for what we, whatever it is, he finds the right formula, and and then we move forward. But yeah, very interesting uh, point to bring up, Steve. Owen, have you got any thoughts? Yeah, but what on Alexander? On anything or Stan's points or anything or what Stan said? On, on the Alexander point, you know, it's one of them, and it certainly does, you know, but what what cards do you really been dealt with here, you know what I mean? It's like a lot of people criticising the squad and that, but like, you look at that second half on, on Saturday, uh, and t- two of them players in that second half and start uh, like start the second half, you know what I mean? After the subs were they were nine, I think nine were playing for the team last year. I think they were on a uh, Smith and uh, Richards that were new. Uh, no, oh yeah, Smith and Richards they were new. I think. So with the team, what do you think has gone wrong? Do you think it's just like motivation or do you think they just like they can't be bothered? Do you know what it is, right? I don't want to criticise RG, Mr. Graham, but why why is he setting up in this 4 4 2? Yeah, I know we had a discussion on stuff yesterday about 4 4 2. Uh, I think a couple of people say, no, it's like a dinosaur formation, 4 4 2. People mm. hate it or love it. But, like, when we were under uh, Hughes, he was playing three, whatever formation he was playing, and then people were crying out for 4 4 2. I yeah. think 4 4 2 would work with wingers. It's just we need the players for that positions. Well, we, we have, we've actually got wingers, but we just like to play Jamie Walker. Who, what, what the hell? Like he's he's not a winger. I, I don't care what anyone says. He's not a winger. Like he's a number ten on a good day, and he's still not fucking good at that. But that's that's besides the point. We've got likes of Chapman and Tulloch on bench, and they are wingers. Like they are wingers. Bobby as well. Yeah, to be fair to Graham Alexander, he did come out after the game, didn't he? And he said that he has to take the blame because he set up wrong. Well, to be honest, mate, I don't watch interviews anymore because uh, when I go to games, I'm fucking just sick and tired of excuses, to be honest with you. It's just like, I've paid all this money to get down and, you know, like MK runs away, I spent all that money to go and to get annihilated. I know this is a different thing, but it's like I don't want to listen to what the players have got to say about gaffers. It's like, it's not me, man. So with the results, Owen, um, yes. Do you think, or what's your thinking? Do you think you're going to buy a season ticket next season? Or do you think you're just going to be like, yeah, screw it, I'll stay at home and watch it? Kind of thing. Uh, no, to be honest, we could go down and get, I'd get a season ticket, but that's just that's just me and my blind faith. I just kind of follow us through thick and thin, if I'm honest. Like, I'm still fucking yet to miss a game this season. I probably would try to still go every single one, if I'm honest. Yeah, so, it's like yeah. with everything like that, the club is... It's like ever since lockdown, I got tried to get to most games. I'm even going to Forest Green on a Tuesday night. Oh, so, <laughs> so stuff, in, stuff improves and stuff. Uh, have you got anything you want to say, Callie Love? Um, yeah, just, I mean, after the game on Saturday and at the end, obviously the players started coming towards the fans. And I was, I was, now I've never, in all my, I've been going to Bradford City now for 50 years. 
And in all my years, I've never stood there and not clapped them. I, and I didn't know. Mm. I was stood there thinking, well, I really don't know what to do here. I don't want to clap them, but I don't feel like I'm a proper fan if I do clap them. And it was it, it was horrible, just a horrible situation to be in. And I've never felt like that ever. I mean, I'm never I'm not one of these people that leave at half time. I always stay till the end, even if it's a bad game. Um, apart from once, which was a Blackpool game, which we know about, Johnny. Um, and yep. that was, that's the only in 50 years. That's the only game I've left. Um, but yeah, it's just. I just wish we could just get back. I've watched a game tonight um, on my TikTok when we played Leicester and we beat Leicester 3-1 in the Premiership um, with yep. Dean Stoughton scoring. And and the team just looked so alive and kicking and fighting. And that's what we're missing. And it's, it, as a Bradford, I, I mean, I know we all feel the same. It's just so depressing at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Have you come down from your celebrity status yet, Callie, being uh, shown live on national telly on Sky Sports? Look, you came a meme, didn't yeah. you? Like you're having a fallout with Lenny. Yeah, I did. But yeah, yeah, you have to pay to speak to me now, dears. <laughs> does, you does your friend uh, Graham want to say anything about Barnsley or anything? Do you want to let us know, Graham, about... Graham uh, no, it's, um, it, he's a Barnsley supporter. <laughs> I'll, I'll invite you to speak, Graham, if you want to. Does he know Paul Callan? I don't know. You'll have to ask him. Oh, I just know. So I've sent you an in. I've sent Paul you an Callan. invite, Graham. If you want to, if you just want to tell us, a, I know moving back, but just to see about how Barnsley are getting on these days. Wait, he's a Man City fan. No, his home team is Barnsley. Ah. Uh. Okay. So I've sent you a request, Graham, if you do want to speak. But if you don't, we'll move on. So, just having a look on the BCAC hashtag, uh, the man in the seat, 67. I appreciate the motion and running high, but throwing tennis balls onto the pitch is not a great idea. We all want... A new ownership, so do your protest outside the stadium, but once you get through the turnstiles, get behind the boys. Then he does. We want our, uh, we want our club back. Oh, he's requested. Good lad. You okay there, Graham? Tomorrow. Right. Uh, yeah, what, what it is with me, TikTok, because uh, I supported John Stones from when he was a kid, and... Uh, I wanted to go see him, and my dad said, "Look, when Barnes don't play, go up and watch him." And like that's the story, like because I like to go watch John Stones. So I've seen him when he was a kid, so I've been watching Barnes for twenty three years, and I've done literally nearly eighty grams. Like, but I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Like, but just got to see what we're gonna do because we didn't play Saturday. Like, uh, we're international call-ups, but we. It's we're both going through. I'm just wondering if he's going to play a strong side to get momentum going back, or if he's going to play a young lad side you know, to keep him going, right? And save main ones for Saturday. It's a bit of a tricky situation, but uh, main thing is we're both through that thing. So I've just got to see what he puts out tomorrow. But after last couple of games, like in league, it's not been best. We manager sometimes have had good games, and some games we've been absolutely awful. Like I went to Derby, 
and it was just absolutely awful. After last year when we got to Wembley, and I cry, I cried at Wembley. I just cried so much. And then to this season, it's a bit different, but it's new manager. But some are, some Bounds fans are sticking with him. Some are not with it being different this year. So it's an odd situation. So currently you're sixth in League One. So if he does play a strong team tomorrow, what players do we need to look out for? Who's like your best player and who's just basically bossing it? Uh, best players is young lad called Jao. He's an 18-year-old lad. He's like centre striker, small lad. Like, he's got like dreadlocks about. Like he's a good... Uh, Luke O'Connell, he's a good midfielder. He's had time off with injury, but once he gets going, he's got quick ability. Like, and... Uh, if you do play him as well, Aidan Marsh. He's he I went to Horsham uh uh last week and seeing Aidan Marsh and uh come back and Will Connell switching it did help Barnsley a lot better this time and it's been a massive great thing. So I main thing, Luke O'Connell, Aidan Marsh, if he starts them, I think he might do and Jarlo the striker. He's been very, very quick. He's only 18, but he looks promising. After last JPT, he looked like the part, you know what I mean? And I think in a year or so, I think he might be a good first-team player. It looks like you've got a, a former Bradford City player playing for you as oh, well. Devante Cole. Devante, Devante Cole. Yeah, Devante Cole. Yeah, he's getting that... Getting that ability, but like you know, getting goals in like uh, sometimes he has bad games, but every player does. No, you look at Messi, Ronaldo, and Howland, they have bad games. Not every you're not going to get it every time, but he, he does play well. He's found his feet and he's got his damn goals. You know what I mean? But when he we do, when he don't play, it's a bit of a thing. Who's going to score his goals? So we've not had much this year, and it's not. Thing well, I think he's a good player, like gets ability passing, and when he's on form, he can be a fantastic player. Because looking at your stats, he's currently your top goal scorer in 11, he's absolutely bossing it. Then you've got Callum Styles on three, Barry Cotter on two, John McAtee two, Jonathan Russell two, and then you've just got basically a few players on one. Yeah, and that's the thing though, he's been main key player, but I think with January, if we don't keep him, Devante Cole, I reckon we could be 50-50 we, if we go up or not, because I'm not too sure, because when we had Michael Duff, I had that confidence a bit more, because we played fantastic. If we went at bad game, we'd progress, but this year, Summit games have been not best, because we've always sell top players, we've had players, and we've never said, look, why can't we keep them? Why can't we just send all but we've let them go and then sign players that are not ready in our team and it's not worked out sometimes at best. We've let some fantastic players go. Uh, and with Devante Cole, for me, we need you know, we need somebody that can score goals alongside him that can play well, but sometimes it's not worked out. But I think with Luke O'Connell coming back in, I think it might work, but there's January coming up. Who knows what happens? Like, 
So looking at your team, have you got any like weaknesses in your team? Have you got any like uh, is your team scared of I don't know long balls or anything like that? Or what? What? Where do you normally concede your goals from? Uh, mainly defence area. You're like long balls sometimes when it goes over. Like so when we played Ocean free, we drew three three. Uh, our ground, they were lumping it, and then defense weren't catching up a bit, and it defense lets us down. Like we're not keeping up with it, so like long balls are not best things sometimes. But when defense goes back, when defense goes back, like it don't seem to cope sometimes. So sometimes when we that not best, it's we seem to concede. Okay. Has anyone else they've got anything they want to add about the and I'm going back again, the bands keep going back, it's like watching Bradford City. <laughs> uh any anyone else want to chip in anything about yeah. the game tomorrow before we move yeah. on again and leave that? I, I have a question to the Barnsley fan. Oh, no. Did did sorry Owen, were you um, No 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 go ahead, son, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um yeah, did Barnsley did quite if I'm I'm trying to remember last year, uh, Barnsley did quite well last year, didn't they? Did they did yeah. the playoffs? Did have they had a hangover from last season from the playoffs missing out? I think it was yeah because we were speculation with Michael Duff being picked up and all that. But some said oh he was greedy to take money. But this day and age, if you're gonna triple your wage, you're gonna take it. It's hard because we I think Michael Duff was on certain ways, but he did well and we got back players stability that progression and I think we ain't been Sheffield Wednesday local rivals it hit him hard and Luke O'Connell had a breakdown because he missed a chance and it broke him and it was we got so far and what it was we went down to 10 men for 70 minutes we fought and fought and fought so hard I was proud of lads you know we to go down 10 men for 70 minutes and we held them Legs had just gone, and I think it hit them hard, you know, because they tried so hard. But I was so proud of them, and I think with that, with Michael Duff going, we had to get another manager in, and it's new manager's statistics. So, from going from one manager out highs to another, it's a big, massive change for him. So, it's like whatever manager style Duff, Michael Duff had, it's we've had to change and quickly. Like and I think it's just hang- I do have to agree. I think it were hangover when with it, but to them and want to try and bounce back. But I think some games are not there for it. Yeah, interesting. I think I, I do genuinely think it happens to a lot of uh, clubs um, when they get so far, um, and um, it is difficult to get over. Um, I think last season in, in League Two, Northampton. Although they didn't get, but they got. Uh, I think they lost out in the in the semi-finals last year, and um, the, the, there's a whole kind of reset uh, that needs to happen. And then things happen where you lose players because obviously they were on the promise of maybe getting playing in a high league, etc. So yeah, I'm just interested um, from a Barnsley uh, perspective, you know, whether it's similar to what we've had this year. Yeah, singing it from a perspective like, but if we don't go up this year, I think a lot of players will be gone. I think a lot of heads will turn because some fans after the derby game will call the top manager, but I'm still 50-50 with him. After last season, fans are expected hoping for a club like Barnsley, hoping to try and bounce back, but it's just not fully worked out yet. And I think some fans are not 
overconfident, but I'm hoping JPT, uh, Papa John's, trough, whatever it's called now, I'll change it that many times. I hope it progresses. But one of the things I like to say, though, I said to Bowser fans, because it's Papa John's, when it worked first game, they were saying, oh, should get rid of it, concentrate on league. I was thinking, with FA Cup and Carabao Cup, it, like, it's, Never, it's usually top Premier League sides that win it and I think in the, what competition it is you go for to win it that's what I say you go keep going to end like, and I think no matter which competition just keep you enter it to win it not just to kick about and I think like, that's what I think because we've Owen been... was, was going to jump in with something uh, there Owen yeah I, sorry I got off at point a bit lads, but I just want to know what our team might look like tomorrow. I think oh, I'll probably go for a fringe, I reckon. And my money's on probably Kev, uh, Doyle in net. Mm. Ash Taylor, if we play Ash Taylor, they're going to kick his ass because he's not been very good recently. But I'll probably play a lot of fringe players just to see how they play. And if they play NAF, then they'd be probably gone in January. I think you should be asked if Taylor's been. Ass. I won't call just him out. I think Stubbs has been as bad recently. Pair of them, mate. Taylor and Stubbs, it's. Like, I, don't, I think Stubbs has got a bit of a free pack, if I'm honest. Like, you know, I've, I've, I've had people, you know, don't spot Bradford, but the watch game on Saturday because it were on Sky and, and they've come up to me and they've said, like, at, at 15, that back just looks like he's running in custard. And I'm like, oh, I know. He was one of his best players last year, but I don't know what's happened to him. I will agree that he's um, uh, he's, he's not been the same this year, but there were probably a few games... Uh, do you know what? If you look back in your mind's eye to Rochdale away, there were moments uh, in, in that where maybe his form dipped, and I think probably a little bit with Harry as well, where there were little signs, and it could be just you've got to the end of the season and, you know, but he's he, not, you know, and, and the these people have set the the standards. They've set their own bar, which is fairly high. Mm. So, you know, any kind of constructive criticism uh, to any player is valid. If you know, if it's constructive criticism, and I think that's fair. That's a fair comment. Is that um, I don't think he's been anywhere near as good as he was last season, and probably at fault for some of the goals as well. You know, on top of Harry's mistakes, you've had the middle two, the, the unsettled middle two um, as well, I'll add, um, with regards to, you know, kind of, the, the, a lot of the goals have come from either being sort of passed in between. There's mm. the, you know, the, the touches, if you remember the uh, touch, was it um, Taylor passing? Oh, the, the, there's a couple of incidents in a few games where either Taylor and and our stubs have had a really bad touch, which has led to basically letting somebody in, or a, a really a simple pass that should not be anywhere near kind of um, going astray, but it has done, and we've let players in, you know. So I, I agree on the subs thing. I think, um, I mean, for me, give Platt and Kelly a, a chance. You know, I don't know. I mean, that's down to Alexander to sort of um, see what he thinks and see how the trains, etc. But let's hope he finds a formula for that. So the team, what played not to county, Lewis, Richardson, Stubbs, Taylor, Halliday, Poynton, Gilead, Smallwood, Walker, Cook and Smith. So when... Johnny, I think he's got to start uh, Platt and Stubbs tomorrow. 
just try and raise some confidence in Stubbs and get them getting an understanding again. Because I don't think that Taylor's the answer. I think put Platt alongside there, you're a lot more solid. 100% agree on that, yeah. Because Taylor, I know I've, I've been on here and past podcasts and spaces been berating Taylor. Tell me if I'm wrong what I'm saying, guys, but he's, he's like, I know we're going from Kilmarnock or whatever it's called in Scotland, but he's not good enough for league. He just, I know you think he's had like one good game since I've watched him, but he hasn't seemed to improve. I don't know if it's like morale or just his motivation, but it doesn't seem he's been playing well. To be honest with you, Johnny, I think he, he's looking for too much time all the time. The point that Stan made about the uh, misplaced passes, that's happened in about six or seven games that I've watched this year, uh, where the basics seem to have gone out the window, where they're trying to pass across the back four. But the point of ball, like, you know, where the, uh, speed sometimes, oh, they're hitting the balls too hard sometimes as well. And literally, they're having to kind of adjust to then start an attack. And then when we do that, we've lost all momentum because they're having to adjust to a really bad ball. It, I mean, those defenders really need to work on kind of like basics again, you know, putting a ball just in front of Halliday so he can run onto it. But instead, you watch in some of the games, they've put the ball behind players, so then the defence is having to adjust. And and that's unforgivable, really, for professional footballers. You, you expect them to be able to kind of put a decent pass forward and put the ball in front of the players so that they can run onto these things. Because we, all, we, all, we always seem to lose momentum. And then we go back to basics of putting it backwards and then playing it across the back four forever and a day again and again. So, like I said, I think tomorrow he's got a prime opportunity to raise some confidence in those centre-halves and, and literally get a partnership going with them again um, and push forward. Because I, I, you know, I think that's what these games should be used for, um, especially when he's in his planning phase at the moment. Um, but we'll see. Do you think he'll play Andy Cook tomorrow or do you think he's going to rest him? I think he'll rest him tomorrow. And to be honest with you, I don't know about anybody else, but I think he needs some time out the out the firing line. To be honest with you, I mean, some of the chances that he kind of squandered on the, the weekend, he would have buried those last season. So the, the lad is obviously struggling with various different things. It's confidence he, in it, Steve, that Cook's lacking at the moment. And yeah, I mean, I think that Andy Cook is one of the most dangerous strikers in the air in our league. He, he literally he's got so much power, but. A couple of the shots that he, a couple of headers that he positioned himself last last game, it was just un, it was like a shadow of himself because he would bully defenders out of the way to get to that ball, and I've seen a few times in the last sort of like five games, Sutton particularly was was not, but I was stood right behind the goal, and he literally was getting bullied by their defenders. Now that never happened to Andy Cook last season at all, uh, and I just think that he needs. Away days are great. But there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, he, he just needs to collect himself a little bit. And, you know, maybe I think tomorrow might be a good night off for him. Just let's, you know, let somebody else have the pressure and let, let them have a go. Because um, I think he'll be better for it. Who else would you play though? Like, I, I know you could just say Smith, but then like, said, that's him... a million dollar question, isn't it? Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I think you could me, play Chapman. Personally, it's the 
got to be Derbyshire because why he ain't getting a game is a bit beyond me, to be honest. I'm, I know people want to bring up his age all the time, but when he's played, as, as he's done shocking, I don't think he, I don't think he's a pretty reliable striker. It's just because he's 37, people have just got an issue with that. I don't really get it. I have a, about Andy Cook, like they were saying, if you rest him, don't forget last season when he got rested, he came back better. He seemed refreshed when he got dropped for the last few, ma- few matches over Christmas. I think he came back better. It almost like he gets his hunger back, Diane. Yeah, definitely. It, you can tell the difference in it. I mean, yeah. has a point to prove as well, isn't it? He's kind of like, you know, any fa- any away fans giving him grief motivates him, and, and like anyone, you know, being dropped for a few games seems to motivate him as well. Is that kind of that? That was what Hughes was really good at in terms yeah. of, um, you know, managing Andy Cook. Well, yeah, he was definitely. a striker who knew that pressure, didn't he? Yeah. With Andy Cook, though, like at the for- uh, the Notts County game. Where I, so I was sat next, to, uh, stood up next to Cali all game, and at the end of the game, obviously some fans a bit further down were giving Andy Cook jip. Police got involved, but I think Smallwood did. I think it was Smallwood who, at captain, who did like stopped him losing his shit, and like told him to like walk away because Andy Cook looked like he was gonna go off the rail. And if anyone else saw that. Yeah, I was walking, coming down the aisle, and um, it, it, it was almost like w- what was said to him. And, and, and the thing is, the, the thing that's really egregious for me for, from the idiots that kind of did that um, was one of them, he's got his arms raised, you know, like when people kind of, it's almost like a really aggressive gesture, or, or you kind of like when you're giving it large to somebody, and it was kind of. Um, you know, you, you you can absolutely say you can absolutely criticise a player without getting personal, without being abusive. You can say, you know, you, you've set you set your standards high. You, you've not done as well. You, you're a better player than that, etc. Um, but like it, it it looked really unpleasant, and and this is the thing with with what's happened this season from the fans on the terraces. It's obviously a minority. You know, he's he's clearly a minority, but. But it's like, it's just this kind of really unpleasantness. And I mean that, you know, sort of a real kind of, it's just, there's no need for it. You know, end of day, you know, Cook wants to score goals. He wants to play well. And I don't think there's anybody that, you know, unless they're not running, that doesn't want to do anything. Cook is like really low in confidence. You saw that in the Stockport game, that he was almost like beating himself up. Yeah, he could have got a hat-trick that game, misses a penalty, you could see it in it, you can see it, he's that sort of player, isn't he? He's kind of like, mm. um, he sort of, it, it, so he needs like a chance or, or a, a fluky goal to just get him back on track and we hope that was at um, Newport, but he sort of, you know, there were obviously, obviously the, the team was kind of like, there was very much a cloud hanging over the team, so it probably didn't help, but, um, yeah, it, it it was really really unpleasant, and you know, end of day, the, these these idiots, you know, it, it's like to berate a player for like missing chances. I mean, that's ridiculous. If a player's not put any effort in, you can tell them you, you're you're lazy shit or whatever. But but to kind of come at cook for that is it, it, really unnecessary and unpleasant. 
That well, second time, that is two matches in a row that fans have had to go to players because don't forget last Saturday they had to go to Ozadebe in the cop. And he came over and Gilead pulled him away. It's got to stop that though, isn't it? It's not exactly kind of enthralling them to put on a shirt and come out fighting and giving everything for 90 minutes, is it, for the club? No. When you, when, especially when you see fans, you know, abusing people like that. I mean... Going just back to Cook, I've seen some of the kind of like training videos, etc. The Cook that we saw last season where he's laughing and joking is gone. He looks so serious when he's basically on the fit. He doesn't look happy. Even when he's arriving at the ground on like inside match day, you know, whereas he, he before he was, um, you know, laughing and joking and things like that, he, he just looks a shadow of himself. And... The, you know what some of the minority of fans need to realise is that when you've got confidence players like that, it's not just about the confidence of scoring goals. It's about how he's perceived as you know as a player by his own fans, because um, it it will have an effect on him. It can't not do. He's only yeah. human, isn't he? Because Chris Nail has just tweeted us, uh, Cook is a hundred percent confidence player. He's currently has none. Yeah, I mean, you can't disagree with that, can you? You know, it's kind of... Uh, and I'll say one thing as well that's that's um, been very much a, a thing. And if you remember the games last season where uh, Tramir away was probably one of the first ones, but you could just sense the atmosphere in the ground in a good way. Like when you're going into the, you know, you're getting your, your pie and whatever you're getting before your game, before the game and your, your, your cup of bottle or whatever. And... There was a really good atmosphere, and that transferred onto the players. And that this is what I can't get in terms of like, I mean, you know, it's a free country. You're you're allowed to sort of shout and and this that, and the other and, and and be unhappy. But how many games like Donny away and all the away games we had, where basically the fans carried the team over the line in some games, or just basically. The players fed off that, and 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 conversely, they feed off the negative—not the negativity, but but the nastiness in the crowd, and 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 yeah. and, and it's like people don't realise that. You know, it's kind of like if, if somebody's getting behind you. I know there's got to be something that's got to come from within within the game, but if you can kind of sense it before, Markham away this season and, and Crawley are the worst two examples for me. Um, there was a real, real kind of underbelly um, at, at the Morecambe game, you know, where people are like offering each other, saying they're going to, when they see them in town, spitting on each other and stuff. And it's like, come on, guys, you're adults, you, you're doing this in front yeah. of your kids. You know, it, it's like, at the end of the day, okay, you've paid money and stuff like that, but it's not the most important thing in a, in, a, in in the world. And and to kind of get to that level of, of vitriol is, is just... Just, just you know, just have a word with yourself and just think. Look, you know, just it, it's it's not it's not nice, and, and and to expect the players then to kind of perform when when basically not that they it's the abuse they're getting that that I can't I can't agree with. You know, yeah, hundred percent criticize the performance and stuff like that, but abuse, no, it's, it's kind of it's it, it's kind of crosses a line. It's like with what you're saying there, Stan. Like, I've been to games with Callie and a couple of other mates and we've gone to game and we've been, yeah, we're going to we're gonna smash these. Like, Tramia, we're, we're going to get excited, we're going to beat these and then the fun is going. And if there's not a part, like you're saying there, party atmosphere in the stands, 
I think it's because we're not up there. I know we're currently 19th in the league, but fans seem to be getting pissed off. And the, sh- like the stuff they're saying is bang out of order, like what they do with Andy Cook, Ossideb is bang out of order. But the, the club is in a... I think it's in a dark place at the minute. And wins will obviously climb up the table, bring the party atmosphere back. It's like... I think I remember I was speaking, I was speaking to someone the other day about it. Like, they come out to Midland Road. It gets people clapping, doesn't it? But what game were it where... Uh, I'll just have to find it. If, there were a game where they came out to a right tune and the right part, like a part of the atmosphere. Uh, right away. I think it might have been Sutton or something like that. Sutton actually came out to a good... Oh, no. No, I'm not County, actually, the other day. Came out to a good song. And it gets, like, the fans motivated. But we come out to Midland Road. How do... It's, it's not a very good song, is it, to come out to? I know it's like Midland Road. Do you know, do you know what, Johnny, as well? They don't seem to play the Midland Road song at the right time. I think that's a lot to do with it. Mm. Also, it doesn't help with the fact that it sounds like um, a, a song for a promo video for the Scottish Tourist Board. Um, <laughs> I, I think, I think, I, I think. Um, do you know, Johnny? You, you kind of used a phrase there, which I think really sums it up. And, 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 and apologies for everyone that's heard me say this over and over again, but I think we, the the, the club, has been in a dark place since the Carlisle result. And I think in a dark place pretty much sums it up. And I, and I and I get the disappointment. Um, you know, I mean, it was an awful game to watch because when there's so much riding on a result. Sport is the worst experience when it's your team, mm. um, but uh, I, I we we need to and hopefully you know sort of like I mean it's it's really up to I guess Alexander to kind of find a formula to lift that sort of cloud a little bit because um, in the short term that's going to be the only way that the this sort of mood is going to be lifted. Obviously, the off-field stuff, which I don't p- personally anyway. I don't want to talk about tonight because it's been kind of said and, and, and you know, and, and that stuff. And, and there'll be things that are happening that we don't know about. So, you know, in, in that context. But but in terms of the football, yeah, I, th- I think, and, and I hope to God that Alexander does find um, find the formula to, to kind of lift this uh, cloud uh, that's hanging over, you know, Valley Parade at the moment. But, yeah. It's like coming back, it's like... Uh... When me and Callie come back from games, when I pick her up and bring her back from games and stuff, miserable in car because we've lost. But like, it's opposite when you win games. It's like the winning factor needs to come back to Bradford City. Like in past, like the or it two what season did we get to League Cup final? But go up like two thousand and it was twelve thirteen, wasn't it? Twelve thirteen, like part me up, part High atmosphere there and stuff. It's we need things like I know I've just said dark days and stuff, but we need to bring a bit of sunlight back into this team. I, I think. I, I mean, I, I agree, Jenny. I think. I think it's a case of like it's not so much winning because we've all been on on games, away days or whatever, where they've lost. I guess it's the manner of the the defeat which kind of sets the mood on the way back. You know, you kind of you think, well, you you want to go to the away game that at least they've been. Um, in a shout with actually getting something out of the game and, and it might be individual 
decisions, you know, players making the wrong decision or whatever it is, that, that's fine. But, but yeah, it, it's kind of, it, I, I really do hope, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I hope that, I'm sure people here listening tonight want the same thing, that the cloud is lifted up for, over the club. And at least on the field, that there is something that basically um, starts to turn around in terms of like just seeing something where you kind of think once a player start enjoying the football, that will transmit into results. And hopefully that will also transmit into the terraces because I think obviously they both feed off each other. Um, but, I, I, you know, I don't know the answer short of like suddenly winning, you know, the next 10 games kind of thing. But you don't want it to be fragile that a, a couple of bad results kind of and things start to turn. But I think I think it is down to us really as, as fans to kind of to to create the atmosphere we want to create. Yeah. Um, you know, and yeah, um, yeah. That, that's pretty much all I've got to say in 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 that sort of um, specific context. So going. I know I'm going back again, but we are live. Uh, I've just seen some interesting statement from Markham AFC. Uh, our former manager, Derek Adams, has left to join a different team. He's going back to Ross County, Johnny, I think, is what's rumoured. Yeah, yeah as he, he looks like he's joined. A di- yeah, not Ross County. He has, jo- he has joined. There's pictures of him on Twitter. Yeah. Glad he's buggered off somewhere else. <laughs> right, is anyone else have got anything they want to say? So, has anyone who was on the space last night just want to talk about um, like team matters that, that hasn't maybe spoken to this evening? Um, you know, please, please come in and, and have a say. Hopefully, we've left some room um, in, in the topics, or at least you know, even if we've we've mentioned something. Give us, give us your views. You know, it's it's the, all views are welcome. Um, yep. If anyone else like, we've got Chris. If you want to join in, or anyone, or anyone else wants to join in, feel free. We're going to keep it going for another ten minutes or so. Uh, can I just say something about fans? Go for it, Graham. I've had same problem. Uh, Barnsley have had same problem with fans giving players abuse. And uh, when we got relegated from Championship a couple of years ago. We had a player called Carly Woodrow and uh, he got a lot of abuse and abuse, but yeah, he was still getting goals and one day he lost it and he lost it, confronted fans, but and then why well, he just couldn't take it and I asked his missus if he were all right and his missus said he's okay but it's mental health, it don't it sometimes it affects him. Some of these fans what give him abuse don't realise it affects them in the long run. And like when there's shouting, abuse, and off and getting them go, and then like swearing it crowd, like you one of you mentioned, like saying, "Oh, I'll see you when like right back and all that." It, they don't realise fans get scared and think, "I don't want to go anymore." Like and players will think, "This I can't take it," and it may f- oh, and it's just not on anymore, and it affects them badly. Like. Players and when Corley Woodrow got abused, it just affected him and he struggled after a while. But some of the fans don't realise that, which I think there should be tougher punishments for it. 
I 100% agree with you, yep. Graham. And, and I think when I was uh, a few seasons ago, I was um, sat at the table in McCall Suite and Nikki Law's girlfriend was there. And um, she was talking to me about, she felt isolated because obviously, you know, human dynamics, etc. that some of the other, you know, wives and girlfriends, etc. you know, were, were maybe closer to each other because maybe they live more locally. But she also, she was, she was telling me about, she found it lonely because obviously he played up in Scotland. She was a young Scottish girl. She came down, lived, I think, somewhere around Sheffield and and didn't have any friends, was was alone. And then obviously was having to do the school run, etc. And if you think of that, and that player goes home to that wife or girlfriend and the, the girlfriend is, is kind of like saying this to him and it, that's on his mind because he's a human being just like the rest of us. And, and you're 100% right. You know, shouting abuse at players is just... Um, it, it, just remember, you know, sort of like they're just kicking a ball about and, and they're, they're exactly the same as you and me. They're just better at football than we are. And... Yeah, and, and people, I don't think people realise the effect they're having that. I mean, I would like to think that on this space that nobody's done that or doing that, but, but you know, passions do run high, but it's like, yeah, just remember, that's some young kid, that's some bloke who's got, you know, his missus is upset or his missus is not, you know, his missus is feeling a bit down or whatever, and he's going to work, and he's like, yeah, he's having a great time, but on the back of his mind, he's thinking, better get home, you know, because, like, you know, I don't want to leave the missus on her own or whatever. You know, that's just an example, but they are human beings and, and you know, sort of, um, I think anyone that's critical of, of, like, whether they play well, whether they're good enough, that's fine. You can do that, but do that in a responsible manner and I think nobody can have a, any complaints with that. Have you got any thoughts, Chris? We'll go Chris, then Jamie. Yeah, yeah, no, thank you. Um... Just on on that with the the players, I think over the years we've just attracted the wrong kind of player that that, that just can't deal with the pressure of fifteen to twenty thousand play uh, fans to play in front of. You know, I, I just look at the current squad now, and you, you it's just so bad, so bad. Uh, even over, you know. Back to Parkinson years, or you know, there's just not an, an ounce of grit or fight or camaraderie, or it's just it's so frustrating. I mean, I, I live I live up in Scotland, so I'm a unfortunately a regular eye follower watcher, which you know that's so that's another story of disaster. Um, but yeah, it's just. There's just, I just don't see any light at the minute. You know, good thing is, I think uh, Alexander coming in, he speaks so well. You know, I think he's the best, best of the bunch we we could have attracted. To be honest, you know, he comes across uh, in the media absolutely spot on. So hopefully, he can unify uh, at least some of the fans uh, and, and sort of move forward and, and, and bring in his own stamp. I would say to that, Chris, with regards to players not being able to handle that sort of thing, what you have to remember is these are players playing in League Two, and as a as a League Two club, we're a bit of an anomaly, aren't we? Because, oh, hundred percent. You know, so so you know, players higher up the leagues are probably used to playing in front of big crowd, bigger crowds. So it, it, it's kind of 
Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, sort it's of, a total double-edged sword. Like yes. it attracts, you know, you think people are on the way up. You know, uh, Devante Cole, look at that perfect example. You know, we're all singing his praises, thinking, "Wow, this is great." Andy Cole's lad, going to be amazing. Absolutely did nothing for us, did he? Uh, did he get the opportunities? Probably not. I think he did. I think his attitude stank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. It's just, you know, now you know, two years down the line, he's 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 not banging him in for fun, but he's doing all right. Um, you know, it's it's just it's a double edged sword. This 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 following that we've got, um, man. I've I've been at Bradford for thirty years uh, and seen all sorts of different things come and go, but. I think at the moment now it's as dark as the Peter Taylor days in terms of the way the fans are. You know, it's. Uh, um, I'm not against this protest. I'm not like pro. Let's throw balls at everybody. Obviously, it takes some throw from uh, from central Scotland from here to get to Midland Road, but um, yeah, it's uh, a few wins. Things will change. You know, obviously. Kevin McDonald, I think he did a, a bit of a sterling job, to be honest. Uh, that bounce back that came from from him taking over was good and quite positive. Obviously, a couple of dodgy results in there, but the team, the team's full of dodgy results. Just the way things are, the mentalities. The there's obviously two or three things that ain't right uh, down there, which you know it's, it's sad to see from a distance. Okay, Jamie, have you got any thoughts on it, bud? Or do you got anything Bradford City related you want to say about? Yeah, I think I think for me, what I've noticed, and it's been the last couple of seasons, our, fa- our fans, I don't like to diss the fans because we, we spend a lot of money, we follow them all over the country, but the relationship between the fans and the players just seems to be quite toxic of, of an atmosphere like even if you look back to the last few years when we've had players that have left the club and the players that have left the club have kind of not had the, the relationship with the with the fans when they've left and and a lot of players have, have come out and said bad things about the club after they've left but if you look back to the year when we got to the League Cup final, when we got when we beat Chelsea, things like that, those players have actually kept in touch with the club. They they felt loved by the by the Bradford fans. But at, at the moment, and it, it, it's possibly because we've, we've had big turnarounds of players. But I don't think the players feel that love anymore. And the fans can be the extra man. At times when when we've really struggled in the past, the fans have pulled the players across the pitch and we've actually been that extra man there. And in terms of what people say about playing in front of, of, of 17,000 fans, some players are not up up to it, I do agree with that but at the same time why do opposition teams seem to up their game when they're playing against 17,000 fans 
Why are we get, getting on the back of our players? It should be a fortress. Let's get on the back of the opposition players. Let, let's encourage our, our lads. I'm certainly not a happy clapper, which I've been accused of in the past, but let's, if we make a mistake, if we let a girl in, don't just turn around and say, oh, not again. Encourage uh-huh. them, clap at them, cheer them on. Because if if they if their heads have gone down, it's our job as fans to pick those heads back up again. And I think we yeah. we just need to as fans we just need to really get get on with that. Yes, there's lots of things happening in the background which I'm not gonna talk about. Yes, we'd all like lots of changes, but for for ninety minutes no matter what's going on on that pitch, we should be there encouraging them because they're not going to turn things around if they've got 17,000 people on their back. And that's just my opinion. No, that, that, is, that is fantastic, Jamie, because uh, watching the, the Matter of Heart DVD on, online and also on YouTube... I remember times where we would concede and the whole ground would come and cheer them on, to roar them on to get goals. The fans need to be the, the 12th the twelfth person, I reckon, to get the team scoring. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely agree with that. And that's what being a football fan is. Jamie, you don't just support them in, on the good days, you support them on the good days and the bad days. I agree with pretty much what you said there. What I would say is, is that I don't think it's the size of the crowd. I think it's the nature of the crowd because we had 22,000 against um, against uh, Orient at home last season. We had some really high, high, uh, big crowds at the end of last season. And um, because the fans were, as you said, encouraging, it, it made that it, it, size of the crowd didn't matter. It was basically yeah. the, the mood of the crowd. No, de- definitely, and I and I totally agree with that. And and in in my opinion, if you if you're always encouraging the players, no, no matter how how many fans are there, the more the better. If you've got seventeen thousand fans and they're encouraging you, and they're and they're pushing you forward. Then that's got to give you that that extra ten percent that that you need on the pitch. It's like uh, I know in the past, uh, I think myself and like, especially Callie, she's mentioned about Gary Jones, and Gary Jones was like the leader, the captain. He 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 dominated the pitch. Do you think? I know we can't do it, but like I have twelve Gary Joneses who actually show fight and stuff like that and passion, and, like scoring goals, celebrating with the fans, just. Like the good old days, I know it's like going back to Stuart McCall, but for the third time, but like passion and just passion on the pitch. Do you think the that they need someone to motivate them and kick them up the derriere to just to play better? Yeah, we do. Yeah, the fans, the fans need to be motivated by the players, and the players need to be motivated by the by the fans. So, it's, so l- last year. Harry Lewis, every game, the fans absolutely loved him because you could tell he had that passion there. 
for whatever reason, he's struggling this season. And I think, obviously, in the summer, he, he said himself, his mum his even said he, he struggled mentally and he had that, and he had a kind of a mini blowout week, which he said himself. But, and I think his head's kind of gone, gone down a little bit. But last season, every game, he got the fans going at the start of the game. But I think he now knows if he makes one mistake, he's got, and I would say a minority of fans, one mistake and they're on his back. Even if it's in the second minute of the game, they're on his back. And where's the encouragement there? I think with the fans, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, and I've probably gone over like repeating myself, but we're currently 19th in the league and fans are slowly starting to turn. It started at Tramia with obviously like Cookie came over, people clapped. Then uh, Husey came over, you're getting sacked in the morning, it got, it got a bit toxic. But slowly I'm thinking the toxicness is getting bigger in the team and the, the fans are just pissed off with everything what's generally happening on at the club. I think, uh, sorry to, to jump in there, but like with Mark Hughes, like he was just so um, cocksure, confident of himself with every interview. See if he was just humble and said, you know, like, like, uh, like this weekend where I said, look, I've got it wrong. Hands up, I've got it wrong. I, th- I think it's just started this big, big wheel turning that at, at the minute the club can't do anything right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just so, so negative uh, that, that you know, we could win 10 0 tomorrow and there'd be a problem about pucker pies, do you know what I mean? Or anything. <laughs> I think, I think Chris on that though he was the same Mark Hughes that he was last season and you know there wasn't that kind of atmosphere about the place um, yeah. I think because we liked him last year because we were winning you know well, yeah um, it's it's kind of like it, yeah I I, th- I think I mean the, the, there's been a massive shift in the mood since the summer, you know, and, and I've said it a million times now, so I won't go over it again. But, but kind of, um, yeah. So, so now we've got to just fans have got to find a way as well to um, to kind of. I know that a lot of them don't feel like they, they they can because they probably feel they don't have any control or you know their their sort of the main passion is going wrong, etc. But as fans, we've got to find a way of kind of um, putting it putting it behind us because otherwise it's kind of like well you know uh, where do we go it's like if at every turn the player makes a mistake the fans are going to get on their back then they're not going to get out of this situation so I think the team and I'm sure they do the team the manager realise that that where we're at as a in league position but also the fans have got to realise that as good as the fans were last season and the role that they had to play they've got to somehow reprise that role and and find a way themselves to, to basically, you know, back the team. The second half, the fans were great, you know, on Saturday. Yeah. And uh, I know, OK, the, the team were very, very poor in the first half. Oh, but they were night and day. I mean, obviously, uh, 
I think Notts County maybe switched off a little bit in the second half. But yeah, you could see that obviously the half time talk had worked. Uh like I say, I think I think Graham is he's gonna be good. I think it'll be good for us. I do. Uh but you know, going back to even the interview stage where there's just nothing coming out from the club about what's going on. Um, even now, you know, like people are hearing that, you know, Rupp's not spoken to him yet. It's just, it's, it's, it's just bonkers. I mean, you know, you just wouldn't run any company like that, whether it's a bloody sandwich shop or a multi-million pound printing company or, or anything in between. You're bringing anybody in of any position that you know the owners aren't involved in. That's crackers. But you know, I'm all for positive thoughts, and let's hope that you know we're going to turn a corner. January will be interesting, that's for sure. I think so. Yeah. I, I I would say as well. I I think as fans, and you know, please anyone shoot me down if you disagree with me. But I think what we've also got to not do is jump on any kind of little bit of information like that about not having spoken to him because. If 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 Alexander's not bothered by that, then what what difference does he make? If he is bothered by that, then then that's but we don't know that, and it might be a case as Alexander himself said. Well, you know, in a, in a two or three games, he'll have a, a better idea of where he's at. Then he's he's likely to speak to him. So we 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 kind of we're allowing ourselves to be wound up by every little bit of of news, and we're not kind of zooming out a little bit and just kind of. Let there's just there's just been so much negativity for for I don't know this season or, or you know since the the sort of playoff uh, loss um, it, it's been hard to for anybody you know but that, yeah, that's my thoughts on it anyway that it's hard to see you know Bobby Poynton's probably been a shining light that it's been a little bit of a story that we've got a local lad in there that, that that's kind of kept uh, kept us on well, off our seats, stood up watching him play. Um, but yeah, you know, there's a handful of players in that, that squad, never mind the first team, that they are holding it together. They're, they're, they're dragging us through the line. Lewis, I, I think, was exceptional. Um, I think he's he's been overworked to be honest, and and back to the recruitment side of it, like how how he's never you know had somebody to challenge him. Obviously, Doyle's fantastic. He's just a cheap option. It, it, it's a squad seat and it's a a coach. Um, but you know he must be mentally absolutely mentally fatigued, and I, and I think that's what's showing us now. You know. So I'm going to start winding up, guys and girls. So I'm going to. Ask everybody two questions. First of all, the important question, what's the score going to be tomorrow? And second question is where are we going to finish this season? So I'm going to start with Stan, who likes to sit on the fence, and then we'll work our way back. No comment. <laughs> There's always one. Diane? I think we're going to win 3-0 tomorrow night, and I think we could do playoffs. Ooh, Steve. Uh, I'm going to go 2-1 to Bradford tomorrow and I've got 10th in my head for some reason. Um, I think we've dropped too many points. 
but I'm hopefully proved wrong. And just while I've got the mic as well, uh, if anybody follows Tom Almost No Pit, he's released uh, a bit of a, a tweet, which is allegedly the security team at Bradford the Stewards um, who have been asked to basically kind of search people effectively for tennis balls. Mm. What? What's the name? Yeah, Sorry. Seen that. Uh, it's Tom at it's at all mosh no pit. Is it under the BFC hashtag or is it? Ah, oh, yeah, I've seen him, Tom. Here we go. Uh, if I urge you, oh no. Uh, what, what? When did he send it, bud? Ah, here we go. Found it. Retweet that. Subject. Increased security measures regarding tennis balls due to protest. Dear security team, I hope this message finds you well. We are writing to inform you about specific concern that has arisen regarding a protest, uh, potential of protest within the city of Bradford City premises. In the light of this, we would like to request immediate enhanced security protocol. Can I pronounce that word? In area of searching for tennis balls, during routine security checks, ill intelligence. What's this? MI5. That protesters may attempt to use the tennis balls to convene messages or cause disturbing during the event. To address the potential threat, we ask the security team to especially through inspection personal belongings for tennis balls. Additionally, please ensure that all staff are briefed on the matter to main undefined and effective response. We understand that the importance of balanced security measures with the comfort and safety of our visitors, your diligence I can't even pronounce that word, to maintain and security. Yep, so I've just retweeted that out. Uh, so, Graham, the Barnsley fan, <laughs> I'm going to give you a bit of a tricky question for you. So, what's Scott tomorrow, and where do you think you guys will finish? Uh, I think tomorrow I'm going to go for 2-2. And for uh, positions, after last... Anyways, I think between third and tenth that I can't really call it because I don't know if you never know who could pick up form or not. But wait, I said between third and tenth. Jamie? Yep, I think tomorrow, I think Barnsley, from what I've heard, they're probably going to be playing some of their young lads. So I, so I reckon tomorrow, I reckon 2-1 City tomorrow and where we're going to finish I actually do think we, we've we got the players that if we're going a good run we can be that team that makes the playoffs at last minute so I'm actually going to go for playoffs okay Miss Kelly who's currently shelf stacking somewhere in a location <laughs> <laughs> I do not shelf stack Johnny I, I know you do I like winding you up <laughs> Um, I'm going for a 2-1 win tomorrow. Oh, here we go. She needed to say something before we ended, didn't she? Yep, always chasing <laughs> that dog. She's telling you, telling you what she thinks. Yeah. It's dog's been. prediction. Yeah. yeah. It's dog's dinner, that's where we finish. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember Doggy Daycare? Can I just say, do you remember Doggy Daycare? That was hilarious. Anyway, that's Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tweet that out at some point, Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kelly, um, <laughs> sorry, so yeah, 2-1 to Bradford. And I think I'm going to be positive. I've been, I've supported them long enough to know we can bounce back. Um, and I think we're going to end up in sixth place. And Callie, 
What's well, today's podcast sponsored by? Doggy Daycare. Yes. <laughs> Burton Away, if anyone yeah, remembers that. Burton Away Cup. It didn't Calibre. matter whether we won or lost or drew, did it? And it was just hilarious game. I can't remember. Yeah. Were you drunk? Were you tipsy when you came very. out? Very. Yeah. I was very, yes. Yeah. And last but not least, <laughs> Chris. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go with 2 1 tomorrow to us. Uh, and I think we'll probably finish 12th or 13th, to be honest. Okay. And my prediction, oof. I think we're going to win 2 0. And we're going to finish, I'm going to go 15th. And there you go. And on that note, push that button. Because say thank you for everybody for joining today. And thanks for Radio Leeds for letting me come on. If you do like what if you like what you're listening to, you can get us on Bradford City Up the Chickens on Facebook. Also you can get us on Bradford City Up the Chickens on all podcast services. We're going global now. We're getting big in Great Britain, India, Switzerland, Portugal, Brazil. And also YouTube, Brace Odds One. Where have you in the world? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Good night. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier line of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.